and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. Today we're going to talk about truth and nonviolence and honestly, what the fuck is going on with our government? Uh, but really, mostly we'll talk about truth and nonviolence. So here's the thing. Here at Yoga for the Revolution headquarters, uh, we talk a lot about how to deal with the stuff that's coming down like all the time from this president and this administration. How to cool down when we need to cool down and how to get fired up when we need to get fired up. How to breathe, how to be resilient. And we need that. I think we need that for sure because it really is one thing after another. This latest with like Comey and the Russians and Mueller and the investigation and special prosecutor. And I just, I don't, I don't have tools for that specifically. I just, I don't have tools to share with you. It's hard to deal with and not just in the moment, but it really makes me think, what are the long-term implications of this in terms of our standing as a country, what it means to be American, how we perceive others, how we are perceived And I feel anger and shame and fear and giddiness, and it sucks. And it's all happening regardless of how many times I say to take a deep breath, right? There are things we do not have control over, and we can deal with them. We can respond. We can choose to respond instead of react, and we can be smart and compassionate and powerful in our response, and we should be, but in some ways, I think we need more than that. We need more than here's how to respond. Here's how to survive responding. For me, I keep thinking about what does this mean for us as a society, as a people? I was watching John Oliver the other night uh, and he was responding to Comey getting fired and the president's interview with Lester Holt, where he admitted that the firing was motivated by a desire to end the investigation into the campaign's ties with Russia. And he, John Oliver, had three questions about why Trump would even say that, knowing that his whole White House staff had been spending the last two days trying not to say that, and about why the president thinks this is all okay. And these are the three questions John Oliver had. Is Trump this stupid? Does he think we're this stupid? Are we, in fact, this stupid? And, you know, That's a big question. Are we? What are we okay with? It's getting existential. Like, who are we? These are big questions, and I'm not comfortable letting the government be the leader on this one. I want a say in who I am. I want to decide who I am and what is okay. I don't want them to decide for me. I don't want this administration to decide that lying is just okay now. We're faced with this question. What does it mean to live in a world where lying and deceit is just regular and normal and okay? It's such a fundamental principle. It's hard to even imagine. Everything becomes nihilistic. It's chaos. If the truth means nothing, then, you know, what do we, like, how is life? How does it all work? Truth is such a universal principle of society that it shows up in most religions as a main tenant. Judaism, Christianity, Islam. We have the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Even though yoga is not a religion, belief systems like yoga also include some notes on this. Here's where we take a sidestep to answer the question, what does yoga, the way we know yoga today, 
have to do with these fundamental principles of humanity, right? What does hot power Instagram thigh gap yoga have to do with fundamental principles of society and humanity? And the answer is nothing. Uh, and that's because Instagram isn't yoga. So then, then here's where we back up like a million gazillion miles. If you already know all of this part, skip ahead. But yoga is not Instagram. It's not asana, right? Yoga is not just the practice of the postures, right? So mo- most of us may know that, that there may you may know that there's something beyond that. But the postures are something we in the West get super attached to because we love the external, We love to move our bodies and make them into shapes and we think we are our bodies because that is all we can see, which makes sense. But yoga, real yoga is old, like older than lattes and matcha and sports bras and wicking material. And it's a system of practices designed to help people reach enlightenment, not yoga body. So even though it's not a religion in and of itself, it does have a system set up for ideal living. And it's all based on getting out of this life easily and efficiently. So you can, you know, ascend and become one with truth and the universe. So the whole point of doing the physical practice is so that you can just sit down and shut up and meditate and do the deeper practices that eventually lead to enlightenment. But we kind of got stuck on the first part where we get to buy fancy pants and um, sports bras that look like cages. I don't know. That's like a new trend now. The ones they have like, here are a million straps and now your boobs are in a cage. That's not yoga. So we're going to take a second here to go over some of the basics of the eight limbs of yoga. Refresher for some of you, new stuff for other people. And then we'll talk more about satya which is truthfulness, and a little bit about ahimsa, which is nonviolence. Before we get into that, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Yoga for the Revolution. You know how to listen because you're doing that already, but if you want to tell a friend, tell them we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and Google Play, and you can rate the podcast. So here's the thing about rating the podcast, and here are two or three things. One, it's just nice. It makes me feel like I'm not just sitting here talking about yoga and politics to my dog. Two, the more listeners rate and review, the better the chance that other people will actually see this thing or hear it. And then, you know, hey, spread the word, revolution. woo! And also that that motivation actually keeps the podcast going. If no one's listening, you know, tree in the forest, yada, yada. So how do you rate? You go to Yoga for the Revolution on iTunes. There are tabs there. One of them is details. One of them is ratings and reviews. And the other one is related. Click on ratings and reviews and the rest is your call. But remember, we're talking about truth and nonviolence here today. So please be truthful and don't be mean. You can check out Yoga for the Revolution at yogafortherevolution.org. You can write me an email by hitting contact on the site, or you can talk to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash yogafortherevolution, or follow on Twitter at y underscore f underscore t underscore r. I also do some fun stuff on Instagram. I know, I was just bashing Instagram, but I wasn't really bashing Instagram. I was just bashing like sexy yoga on Instagram. Um, I do not post sexy yoga on Instagram. So if you're looking for that, 
there's plenty of it. I'm just not one of those people. Um, I post quotes and pictures and interesting random phrases that come into my mind and sometimes tutorials on how to rate the podcast, if you're into that kind of thing. So here's maybe the quickest rundown of the eight limbs of yoga that ever existed. First, you have the yamas, that's the universal morality principles. The niyamas, which are personal observances or restrictions. Then asana, the body postures, that's the stuff that everyone is always working on. Pranayama, which are the breathing exercises, control of prana, which is energy. Pratyahara, control of the senses. Yeah, we'll get into that maybe some other time. And then the last three are are kind of ways into meditation. Uh, dharana, concentration and cultivating of inner perceptual awareness. And dhyana, which is devotion, meditation on the divine. The last is samadhi, union with the divine, which is, you know, the whole, the whole enchilada, so to speak. So what we're going to touch on, satya and ahimsa, are part of the very first one the yamas, the moral and ethical societal guidelines for the practicing yogi. Okay, great. You got it. You're done. Enlightenment achieved. Just kidding. We have this investigation that's going on. And every minute, it seems like more information comes out. It's happening at the speed of real news, real life, minute to minute. And it's easy to be incredulous. And it's easy for some to feel like a little giddy, to feel a little bit of pleasure that all this truth is coming out. We finally learned the truth and that's good because there is like shit to uncover and it's important that we know that. But taking so much joy in this truth, the Germans call it schadenfreude or something like that. I never took German schadenfreude. Uh... Uh, it's taking pleasure in someone else's misfortune. And, you know, that doesn't seem very yogic either. So this is when we go back to ahimsa, nonviolence. In the eight limbs of yoga, satya, truth, comes after ahimsa, nonviolence. Truth bows to nonviolence. Speaking the truth should not cause violence or harm. Meaning, according to yoga, maybe the answer to do I look fat in this is never, yeah, kind of. It means that truth is powerful and important, but it's not so important that it should be used as a weapon to hurt other people. But, 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 speak truth to power and resist and the truth shall set us free. Yes, all of those things. But maybe we shouldn't be so freaking happy about it. So what I'm getting at here is this. It's easy to point at everyone else and say, but he's harming others. He's not following ahimsa. In fact, every freaking word that comes out of his mouth is himsa all over the place. He's just himsaing like everywhere. Disgusting. And yeah, that's fair. But ahimsa is not just against gross violence, like not just physical violence. I smash a bug. I slap someone across the face. I destroy the government and take away basic constitutional rights. That is ahimsa. But ahimsa is also um, talking about emotional 
violence too, about kindness. Practicing ahimsa means no emotional violence. Don't be mean. No emotional manipulation. No striking back in anger. No eye for an eye. Because I'm not talking about the president and whether he is on a path to enlightenment because, you know, I don't really see that happening, but it's also not up to me to see it. What I'm talking about is us, you and me, our path, if we choose to take it. You're the one listening here. If the president listens, I'd give him maybe slightly different words, but I mean, really, there'd be so much to talk about, but, you know, similar advice at the core. Okay, so the truth, knowing that, revealing that is super duper important. But how? How do we handle that revelation? Dancing in the street, burning an effigy, calling the president names? I mean, maybe it kind of sounds like fun right now, but let's look at that. Is that ahimsa? I'm not arguing that we all should strive to stay silent just because someone's feelings might get hurt. You have to weigh a little bit the levels of harm that are being done. Last week, I was at my aunt and uncle's house with my family, and my brother's kids were playing in the driveway. I say playing. They're toddlers. So playing means they're like walking and falling over. Um, And it's very cute. But they're also pretty quick, so you have to be light on your toes. And my niece is, is running, you know, kind of like waddling and running and She gets to the end of the driveway and is about to go into the street. So what am I going to do? There's no cliffhanger here. I yell at her and she cries, right? I put on my stern voice and I, I scare the crap out of her, but she stops. She stops and cries, but she stops. Non-harming, ahimsa, truth, satya. Now it sucks that I made her cry. I hated that. And when she cries, it's so cute. They, the two of them, they cry with their whole body, you know, like their whole face and their whole spine and just everything. They cry with the whole body and it breaks my heart. Is that harm? Did I harm her? You know, kind of. Yeah, she was sad there for a minute and scared, but I needed her not to go into the street. So the truth of the street is not for you did in the short term harm her because it made her sad. But in the greater scheme of things, that truth in and of itself is nonviolent, right? It's protecting her from a greater potential harm. I know that that example is a little messy. It's not totally black and white. I didn't present truth versus violence in absolute terms, but that's life. I mean, it really is. It's never so simple. Also, I am not a parent. I am not giving parenting advice. That's a whole different podcast from someone else. Do what you will with your children. The reason I bring this up is layered. We, and I'm using the collective here, are happy that truth is coming to light. As we should be. Truth is good. Let's think about how we approach this time where truth is being revealed. This epic battle between Satya and Ahimsa. To put it in another way, think of um, doctors. A lot of people have baggage about the whole healthcare system and doctors right now. So maybe let's think of fictional doctors. The idea of a doctor. It grays anatomy doctors. First, do no harm. That's the first rule. We love this rule. It's yoga. Also, you have to tell the patient what's going on. Truth. Satya. But 
Do you tell the patient every detail, what all the stats are? Do you do it in medical jargon with numbers and words they don't understand because it's more accurate that way and therefore more truthful? Uh, You know, if you're early era Grey's Anatomy, Christina Yang, sure, you do, but you're missing some bedside manner and you could be doing some harm even though everything you're saying is true. You guys know this. Here's something more relatable maybe a a friend has a problem maybe she's in a job or a relationship that you don't think is healthy or great or the best for her let's assume she's not in imminent physical danger and this is just kind of -of run-of-the-mill bs what do you do a never give your opinion because you don't want to hurt her feelings b you tell her that guy's a dick or that job sucks and you're an idiot if you don't leave him slash it immediately because that's the truth and you're committed to telling the truth or, you know, some combination of the two and you hope for the best, right? It's not always so simple. I mean, maybe the answer is simple to you. You're like, yeah, I'd tell her she's an idiot, but you know, maybe, maybe question that. Or maybe you would immediately go to like, yeah, no, you don't ever talk about that. But you know, maybe question that too. Um, it's not always so simple. This whole truth coupled with nonviolence thing. So the question I want us really to be asking is how can we be America's good friend who will tell them if that guy's a dick or that job sucks, but not tell America that America's an idiot? How can we be compassionate? How can we be truthful and non-harming? How can we be a good friend to our country and to ourselves? How can we be better fake Grey's Anatomy doctors? How can we be better yogis on the path to enlightenment? First, do no harm. Then tell the truth with kindness. Try not to burn an effigy of the president, maybe. What else? How do we apply this? Maybe the next time you're about to fire off a Facebook post about the buffoon in the White House, see what I did there? Was it truth? Was it not harming? But maybe the next time you're about to fire off that Facebook post, maybe you pause and ask that question. Is it true? Is it nonviolent? And what I'm positing here is that there's much more than one way to reveal and to speak truth. And that despite the madness that is going on right now, It is up to each single human being to be in charge of how they do that. Despite what the administration is doing, despite the model they put up for everyone else to see, despite how they act in a place of power and authority, I am the only one who is in charge of my speech and my actions. I am not in charge of yours or Comey's or Pence's or the president's, and they are not in charge of mine. So in that same vein, you are in charge of yours. And when you act on the basis of these fundamental principles, that is the path to enlightenment. You are making yourself and the world a better place by simply not hurting anyone, and telling the truth. Speak the truth. Do so without violence 
and already you're two steps ahead. So until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day.